This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to the program, everybody. Thanks for joining us as we get things started on a Tuesday. And it will be uh, two for Tuesday as soon as the morning show's over. Listen for those double shots of rock coming your way starting at 10 o'clock and going all the way till 7 o'clock when we begin Loudwire Nights. And then Loudwire Nights takes it 7 to midnight. More cash code keywords on the way. We're going to have one per hour starting in the 8 o'clock hour. Going through the 5 o'clock hour in the afternoon. And we're going to have a new cash code keyword for you at about a quarter past each hour. When you get those keywords, if you want to win $10,000, enter as many keywords as you can on the KLAQ mobile app. Look for Go Fund Yourself. Go Fund Yourself using those cash code keywords and the KLAQ mobile app. So every day there's a $2,000 winner and the top money you can win is $10,000. So listen for your chance to win coming up with the Q's cash code and go fund yourself. All right, we've got an awful lot to talk about uh, today. I've got a true crime report. On the way. Ooh. Uh, Nico, I'm going to throw it to you to, to tell us what's going on in the news. Let's see if you picked out the same thing I picked out. Okay. It's kind of like the big story of the day. What do you got? Uh, companies recently have lifted COVID-19 related restrictions following a federal judge's decision to strike down national the national mask mandate. Yeah. That's it. That was it? That was what you were going to bring up? Well, I was going to talk about mostly the transportation. Yeah. So it has to do with the transportation industry primarily, and a federal judge struck down the Biden administrations. Now, individual airlines could continue their own mass, mass mandate. If they if they wanted to, If yes. they wanted the, to, but there's a long list of airlines that are already coming out and saying, we're not going to make you wear the mask <clears> anymore <throat> on our flights. Not just airlines. Actually, as of this morning, Uber Am- announced that they will no longer require both riders and drivers to wear masks. Amtrak has, Amtrak, said, yeah. uh, has also announced American Airlines, United Airlines, Southwest, Alaska Airlines, and JetBlue. Is, the, is no airline going to be like, uh, you know what? We're going to be the mask airline. We're going to try and get that sector of people who want to wear an uncomfortable mask. Come on, pro mask people. Right. For the pro maskers, but it looks like all of these airlines couldn't couldn't lose any time saying, "Yeah, we're not going to make you wear it." Since the government since the government's not making us do it, we're not going to make you wear a mask anymore on our flights. Well, the CDC had recently extended the mask mandate, which was set to expire on Monday uh, until May third, to allow more time to study the B two Omicron subvariant. Uh, that's news coming up later with Nico and Jimmy and. Joanna Barba has Hollywood notes on the way for us. So what do we have coming up today, Joanna? Mayim Bialik is responding to the latest Jeopardy controversy. She's an outfit repeater. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Wait a minute. Do people keep track of how many times Ken Jennings wears the same sports coat? Or does it only apply to women? It only it applies, to, applies women. to women because she wore an orange knit blazer for the second time. 
And of course, eagle-eyed viewers were like, hey, she already wore that. Eagle-eyed Karens, more <laughs> like it. <laughs> well, she wants to know viewer, wants viewers to know that she's very aware of the discussions about it on social media and promises change. I don't have Aww. any problem with Maya Bialik wearing the same outfit, but I do have a problem with those commercials where she's like, I'm not just, I don't just play a brainy person. I'm actually got a degree <laughs> from Harvard and here's this brain food you ought to try. That's the thing that That's what gets, gets my goat. Is yeah. this going to be your angry man thing for today? I mean, perhaps the list is probably so long. <laughs> that smart man. girl who's promoting brain food. Uh, yeah, but it's some, brain food. It's some non-medical whatever vitamins, whatever she wants to do. Leave her alone. It's not freaking brain food. And, and my embolic knows it, or else that education wasn't. Well, worth maybe it. it actually is helpful. Yeah, maybe you should take some. Mm. So we we have an idea for tomorrow, but I don't know if it's going to catch any momentum. We want to have a super secret 420 party. Uh, for a super, uh, me and Iggy were coming up with names for you yesterday. Yeah. The super secret invitation 420 smokeout. Yeah, 420 smokeout. Yeah, invitation only at a secret location that you don't get the directions to until 15 you minutes guys before don't the even event know the starts. Secret location. Yet. We do. You it's do? so secret yes. that we don't even know. <laughs> we've kept <laughs> it from ourselves. Right. <laughs> no, I think uh, we've you actually guys found a place. Arguing about it. Yeah. So we were going to keep it to a very select list. So Only the biggest of fans. Like if somebody calls in and says, hey, I want to go to the secret, super secret smokeout, you've got to let us know why, but also you've got to assure us that you're not going to narc us out or anything. No, you got to prove you're not. A you got to prove you're not a narc. So how do we know? <laughs> you have to tell us if you're yeah. undercover. So Joanne, would you like Joanna? Would you like to go to the uh, super secret invitation only smokeout for four twenty? Of 420? course I would. All right. Well, you're invited because cool. we know you're not a narc. I'm yeah. not a narc. And you work for us, so Joanna's our first invitee. <laughs> yep. Woo! Plus, good example too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, good example of, of the process to do this? That was right. pretty oh, much it. Nice. Cool. Joanna, not an arc, right? Yep. Not an arc. Right. Well, I mean, but we, we know Joanna more than oh, we're going to yeah. know most people. Like, for instance, <laughs> Okie Dokie Guy. If Okie Dokie Guy called in and said, I'll drive 300 miles from Mid Midland just to go to your secret, uh, super secret invitation only 420 smokeout, we would probably invite Okie Dokie Guy. I'm pretty sure he's not a narc, just based on yeah, the stuff that he says. For the people we don't know, you got to make your case. Right. No kidding. Like, the less we know about you, the more you've got to kind of convince us. If you have, like, an authoritative voice, I'd probably try not to do that. Like, maybe modulate it. What do you mean? Like, if somebody sounded, sounded like, like a, a cop? cop? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not a cop. Now you're aware of the local ordinances, aren't you, boys? <laughs> you're not invited. <laughs> uh, so 420's tomorrow. We are in the talking about stages, but you realize it's coming up so quick, we'd have to get kind of like our invitation list. Yeah. You, you, Today just... and tomorrow. But how about this? Like 30 how, minutes how out. How quick do you think parties can happen? <clears throat> really Instantly. quick. Instantly. It's like some prepping. You've is never necessary. seen those Six Flags commercials? <laughs> we like to party. The, with the old man dancing, <laughs> that's how quick a party can happen. Boom. It's true. You just get it's an true. old man to start dancing. <laughs> that's why you're invited. 
so Joanna, do you need a plus one for the uh, super secret uh, invitation only four twenty smoke out? Yes, and I know they're not a narc. So, you know. Well, we, we know you. We don't know the other person. So. Is it Mariana? Yeah, you okay. know the other person. Yeah, Mariana's not an artist. <laughs> Joanna's sister? She's sure. Good. Yeah, she, okay, yeah, Mariana's invited to the super, super secret smoke out tomorrow for 420. Woo! Well, here's put, what I'm thinking. Put our names on the list. 30 minutes before 420. So at 350, <laughs> we're going to text everybody what side of town or what part of town the party's going to be at. You book it on over to that side of town then? Yeah, just so you're there. And then 15 minutes later, we're going to text you directions to the actual super secret smokeout. <laughs> and then 15 minutes later to that, the smokeout starts. <laughs> <laughs> Nico made a case that we really need to have food. Like if people are yes. going to be celebrating 420, there's Somebody definitely going to be food there. No. I was thinking, well, we definitely need beer. That's all Buzz thought. No, no, Buzz, Buzz, in the conception of party planning, Buzz was just like, okay, people, beer, that's it. You need those two things, right? Well, and he was like, I'll get the beer. Like, that's that's his contribution. That's like, his the contribution. least he could do was like, oh, I think beer is pretty much. Beer is a huge like, contribution, Do you understand dude. that people need food while they're drinking? Not more than they need beer. I don't know. I think those go. I think you know what? The, to like do you know what? Sustenance. If it, they're going to be drinking, if you, you can't have beer, you if you're not going to have food, they're almost equally the same level uh, because of the liability that you face for somebody getting so wasted off of just beer. Uh, that, that okay, all right, no beer. I didn't say that. I just said think of other things too. All right. You know what they call Guinness in England? What's that? A meal in a can. Like they think of it as it's a, a complete meal breakfast. It's a think of Buzz is like, I'm just going to get a bunch of Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you got to have like all your little sides, your chips, your pretzels, your dips. Mixed nuts, maybe? Whatever you like, yeah. Well, should, we, then, just, should we just cook out? Yeah. That should be a part of it, too. Hell yeah. So we cook. are doing this at your house? Wait, I didn't say that. Never mind. It's not. <laughs> no. Dude, we're not going to identify where the super secret smoke is. I'm just is. kidding. I'm just kidding. It's definitely not. Now we know one place that it's definitely not going to be. <laughs> uh, coming up on the show today, they're bringing by Peeps flavored ice cream for mm, us. Ugh. My favorite. We ranked all of our Easter candies. Well, I came up with 10 Easter candies, and we ranked them 1 to 10. So number 10 for me, least favorite, Peeps. Joanna put Peeps pretty low, and Nico put Peeps at the top of his list. Second or second? To the top. Was it one or two? To the top. All the way. The tippy top. The top of most of the pop of most, Johnny boy. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to try Peeps-flavored ice cream. Maybe it's not as bad as the Peeps. How can you eat marshmallow? How can you hate marshmallow? I don't, I don't know. I don't like ma- marshmallows, like non-peep marshmallows. I'm not a huge fan of. Okay. Like a little bit goes a long, long way with marshmallows. Yeah. I think one time I ate so many marshmallows when I was a kid, I got really sick. And uh, it's kind of yeah. tainted marshmallows forever for I me. I see that. Um, it happened to red wine with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got a lot to cover on the show today. <laughs> We've got your calls coming up. And you can leave messages for us on the neckline. That number is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. Who else is caught up kind of in the drama 
of okie dokie guy versus anti okie dokie guy on the neckline. Like, I want to see what. Aren't you dying to find out what what message okie dokie guy must have left? Could we be more creative than anti okie dokie guy? Bizarro okie dokie guy? Sure. Oh, bizarro. ODG hater? (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Telephone number to uh, get right into the studio is 915-910-4995. We are going to have some winning before you can buy them WWE tickets coming up. KLAQ welcomes WWE SmackDown to the Pan Am Center on June 11th. Tickets on sale this Friday. We will uh, be telling you maybe about some pre-sales, but we definitely have tickets to give away every day this week. To uh, see the WWE, they're coming June 11th. Tickets on sale f- this Friday, starting at 10 o'clock through Ticketmaster at the Pan Am Center box office. That's wrestling your, with an R. Your rock and wrestling connection, 95.5 KLAQ. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoos. Find them on social media or pumpinginc.com. Let's get a uh, couple of calls. What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. It was great hearing Lisa on the show again. Buzz, you should pay Lisa to do a segment on the show every day. Whenever Lisa wakes up, whenever she's getting ready, she can come in and do a segment called Lisa's Hot Takes. Happy birthday, Lisa. My okie dokie queen. Okie dokie. Lisa's hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> I like the way he said it. I think he wants a hot date. I'm uh, just waiting to play back the call. Oh. Okie dokie guy and anti okie dokie guy. <laughs> I really, I mean, it's escalating quickly. Between these two. Wait, why don't you address... It's a good thing they're in separate time zones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Why don't you address his question, though, about Lisa? <clears throat> coming and doing hot takes. Sure. Yeah, good luck getting Lisa to come in <laughs> on any kind of regular schedule. It was great to see her. They, You know... I think she misses... Lisa dro- I think she misses... Well, Joanna, Joanna, at least. Did you guys never... This is me. <laughs> Not you guys, it's me. Well, the first time she came in, it was like, oh, I was picking up my last check or yeah. whatever. And this time, it was, oh, I just wanted to drop by and say hi to Joanna, which is fine. I'm for her happy. birthday. For her, and it was Lisa's birthday. Uh-huh. But that I, was good. Is it kind of like, did you guys have, like, in high school... Somebody who graduated, maybe when you were a sophomore, they were a senior. Uh-huh. But then the next year and the year after that, they keep you coming keep around, hanging around the, the high school. <laughs> they were still in their Letterman jacket, too. <laughs> I remember you, Greg. I, I remember we would always have a couple of guys who would go and they'd see their teacher. And then they'd hang around in the parking lot. And it's like, dude, you graduated mm-hmm. in 83, man. Nah, look at my <laughs> sweet firebird, though. Message deleted. Oop. Hey, but so me and a couple of buddies here were having a conversation about our local strip clubs. And we got into a debate. And you being a connoisseur of our local strip clubs, we wanted to know on your debate about this. We were saying the new, the Jaguars 
is the new harem and dreams the new foxies. Or maybe Ooh. something totally different. <laughs> Just wanted to let you know. Went to a couple of clubs. Want to get some opinions. Thanks. Love the show. All right, Buzz. As the expert of El Paso strip clubs, what's your hot take? I mean, full disclosure, I really haven't been to a strip club in a long... It's been a long time since I've been in any strip club. Someone make sure that gets back to his girlfriend. Okay, Joanna. So, uh-huh. like, Buzz has a reputation for having strip club, you know, strippers on the show all the right. time and going to strip clubs. And my dad even remembered that and when we were listening when we were growing up and stuff. So... Okay. Uh, yesterday I said, Buzz, why don't we start bringing that back more? Like every Friday I can ask Darius about this. And he's like, nah, nah, I'm done with strip clubs. Oh, Buzz. Right? Well, no, no, no. If if Darius is having <laughs> no, like no, a no. famous star in or something. Right, right. Sure. You know, it's been a while since, since but, but then immediately after that meeting, Chad, who handles the Red Parrot account came by and says, hey, Darius is having a pole dance contest. He's bringing in like this bodybuilder pole dancer chick. And I was like, did Nico just go talk to you? But it was just one of those weird coincidences. He's or, like, no. I, I had just been asking him about it before. You, you didn't go and ask no, Chad. I didn't like, go talk oh to God, Chad. So there's this lady bodybuilder who's also like a pole wizard. And they call her She-Hulk. Ooh. Nice. So she's going to. She's going to come oh, by. I'd love to see her. Yeah. Now, back to the question. The guy was saying that he was calling it the new Jags. That's Bucks, the one with the uh, all-you-can-eat lobster and steak on, I believe, Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So that's Bucks. I haven't been in there. I keep asking uh, Buzz to take, to take me uh, and uh, Joanna for lunch. Uh, and, yeah. And then Buzz is like, I would never that's take a girl. HR. I would never take Dude, a girl. That is a nope. like, That's almost sexist to not take them. Yeah, what the hell, Buzz? Is it, well, it would be an HR complaint if you did not take them. Yeah, I'm going to go tell him, Buzz does not want to take me to strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to make him. I need you to tell Either him you make sexist. him take me to the strip club or you write him up. I want it in his <laughs> file. April 2022, he refused take to take me to a strip club. For all for you can eat. all you can eat steak and <laughs> Crabs would, are free, too. I wouldn't say Dreams <laughs> is the new Foxy's. Fo- Foxy's was all, was all, all nude. nude. So is Dreams, though. Is it? Is yep. it? Mm-hmm. I would say Dreams is the new Naked Harem just because of the, of the number of stages and the number of dancers that they have in there. Back in the day, the harem Naked had Harem had... Yeah. The number of people. Strippers would outnumber mm-hmm. customers. Yeah, that can happen in a dream sometimes. <laughs> I can't really speak about Bucks. I mean, it is the first strip club that's had lobster on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, I could say that Red Parrot, for my money, is still the most fun, even if even if they don't have a thousand girls there. It's just, I don't know, it's just fun. It's classic. And, yeah. Um, other than that, I got to tell you, I'm out of the strip club loop in a lot of ways. Just that I haven't been in a long, long Probably time. Probably years, Joanna. Really? Probably. And the reason I got that reputation that in the 90s was because when it, when guests would be in town, and that could either be a rock band, right, or it could be a comic, and not, and sometimes like pretty big comic names, they would want to. You know, that's one of the things they would want to do. So. Go out to a strip club. Yeah, I'd kind of 
organize that for him. You used to take out. me every Friday for some reason, ran up to the show. You'd be like, let's go at three in the afternoon. And uh, I'd be like, well, I, I don't have money for any of that. He's like, well, you can I'll just... No, you wouldn't even say that. You would say, I'll get you a drink. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you a drink. Good luck with the rest. <laughs> Buzz, I have money. Take me to the strip club. I'm not going to take That is an HR nightmare. That is a me that too so headache that I'm not putting myself. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Sexist man. Sorry. Some Nico. Little... You know what? Nico. Because I don't think you think of Nico. You guys are kind of like. Actually, you outrank Nico. I was going to say you guys are colleagues, and I'm kind of your boss, but I'm going to say that you are Nico's boss, so you can order him to take you to Bucks if you want to. The point was, I don't have money. She just said that she does. Oh. That doesn't mean I'm going to pay for Nico. I'll buy you Munch a drink. Hannah. I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> and then I'll sit there smoking my cigarette while you're in the back somewhere. <laughs> With all the stickers. Well, that, that's another. You, you, you can definitely smoke at, um, I'm going to say definitely, but again, it's been like the years rip. since I've been there. You could smoke at Red, Red Parrot. Red Parrot, yeah. And I think you still can. I don't know what Buck's policy because Red Parrot is just outside the city limits of El Paso. I don't and think Buck's, Bucks I think, is, yeah. is it's inside in. the city limits. So, mm-hmm. But again, I am not the expert that maybe I want to the connoisseur. No longer the expert. Oh, that's the name of today's on demand. Boo. All right, as far as the uh, Cold Stone Peeps flavored, Cold Stone Creamery Peeps flavored ice cream, Joanna, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, how this all came came to be? Well, you remember how we were having that discussion on Easter candy last week, mm-hmm. and Peeps was very low on yours and mine's list. Dead last. It was number one for me. It was number one for Nico, which is weird because that's weird. But then Annie messaged me and let me know, hey, we have a Peeps flavored ice cream and it's actually delicious. And where are you from, Annie? Cold Stone Creamery. Awesome. Okay. Does it taste like Peeps or is it awesome because it doesn't really taste like Peeps? Um, It actually tastes like Peeps. It's a marshmallow flavored ice cream. And do you like Peeps? I do like Peeps. And I do love the marshmallow-flavored ice cream. We haven't done marshmallow-flavored ice cream for about five years. We did it once for Christmas. Isn't that like a topping you can get, though? Can't you get marshmallows? You can get marshmallows as a topping, but this is like the syrup poured into the machine when we make the fresh ice cream daily. Oh. You know what would happen? Very tasty. It is good. It's very marshmallowy, very creamy. And I don't like peeps. I haven't tried Can you taste the peep part? I feel like the little crystals you put on top. The, those are blue sugar crystals, yes. Those those are... It's very creamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I would I take like my it. daughter to Cold Stone, she would pick out the ice cream not based on what it was going to taste like, but what it looked like. So mm-hmm. she would always get like the bubble gum because it was bright pink. Yes. But then she didn't like it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, don't pick it out based on what color <laughs> it looks like. Yeah. Do you ever notice that sometimes I with the kids? All the kids go by color first, but I always give them samples of all the colors because then they're going to be stuck with the whole scoop. Give me yellow. Yeah, blue, pink, yellow. Well, that's a peep. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, it's really good, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? It is good, but it doesn't taste like peeps. It doesn't taste like peeps. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> it's more like marshmallowy, toasted marshmallowy it, flavor. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to eat the peep on top so I can compare. Before you eat that peep, look at his sad face. Oh. Look, how sad, look, at, look at that. He's supposed you to be like a little chick. Yeah, he looks sad. It looks like he... I think he looks happy. Yeah. Existentially sad that he knows he sucks. 
Oh, not a just like fan. bit into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, the ice cream's real good. Hey, uh, Annie. Yes. Have you ever thought about doing a Cadbury egg? Oh my ice cream? god! Ooh, that would be fun. <laughs> we can always make good. suggestions to right. corporate. Yeah. What flavor is Cadbury? Egg? Chocolate. 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 What is like the inside? What's the inside flavor? Cr- oh, cream. Sweet, sweet cream. Sweet yeah. cream. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I just love Cadbury eggs. <laughs> that was on is... Buzz's number one. Oh my goodness. Mine was Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh yeah. Or the peanut the butter egg. The Reese's signatures are pretty popular. Annie, do you make these type of creations um, regularly? Do you just look at things and say, oh, I want to recreate that? This um, is a company-wide. Thing. Yeah, it's okay. a franchise, so there's like more than 900 stores. Oh, okay. Our, our store is inside a gas station, so it's the only one like it. It's a non-traditional store. Oh, you nice. have oh, okay. a Cold Stone Creamery inside a gas station? Yeah, it's on it, the spe- inside the Speedway gas station on Gateway West. Is the one West. on the east side? It's on, off of the 10 freeway off Yarbrough, Gateway yeah. West. Do you I have a gas it. flavor? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, we don't have one. I kind of I like the smell of gas sometimes. I like sometimes. the smell of gas. Yeah. yeah. But we still weird. do everything the same. We still make our ice cream fresh daily, ice cream cakes fresh daily, our cones and everything are made fresh daily. I'm going to eat. I'm going to see if I maybe, I, maybe I remember the peep too harshly. I never liked them when I was a kid. So now you're going to eat the peep after the ice cream. I don't think you're going to be able to tell a difference. It actually does yeah. taste like the ice cream. Kind of. It's marshmallow. <laughs> marshmallow flavor. Yeah, it's marshmallow flavored, but I remember them being a lot worse. That, so you're saying that peep was not bad? Yeah. That's because well, you but ate the ice cream I got a mouthful of ice cream, first. right. So I think <laughs> anything's going to taste good. The ice cream Maybe. is definitely good. I would, I would order that. Probably. I would too, but I would, I'm afraid that I would overlook it just because of the word peeps. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't like peeps. Yeah, yeah and if I'm eating the peep, yeah, it's a marshmallow with some sugar on it. They're not nearly Maybe as, it's because the sugar uh, coating. I wonder if they changed the recipe. Because I remember them being a lot more hateful than this. Maybe they cut back on sugar. <laughs> Maybe, because they were really heavily sugared. They were hateful? Mm. Oh, yeah, I can't tell the difference. I've been eating the ice cream. So much. It, it really is good, okay. though. Well, I, I give a thumbs up to the peep ice cream. Yeah, oh, thank okay. you, Annie. How long is this promotion running for? It's until May 10th. May oh, 10th, wow, you can get okay. peep ice cream. Yeah, and then we go on to the other promotions, the Oreo promotion, then Mario Kart promotion, and then Halloween promotion. What's a Mario Kart go promotion? Go on about the Mario one. Uh, we sell a lot of Mario ice cream cakes. With pizza? Is like a, like a is it like an Italian plumber type style of it? Or what, what flavors are you doing for that? The I, Mario, it's a cake batter, yellow cake batter flavor. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then we add blue frosting mixed in with yellow cake and star sprinkles. And then oh we my do, God, how cute. We do the ice cream cake has anybody, version as well. Has anybody done a pumpkin spice Ice cream. Yes, we do it um, every year for do Thanksgiving. <gasps> oh my God. I got to go to Cold yeah, Stone more frequently. the flavors are seasonal. Like the seasonal flavors come around for about a month or so. Mm. That's amazing. It's good, right? Yeah. No, yeah this I is see good. Buzz's face. Yeah, He's like, man, I haven't had a good cup of ice cream in a long oh, time. Oh, it's a high, fa- high fat content, so it's super creamy and rich. It, it is. Very yeah. creamy. Perfect for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Annie. Yes, Thank you're you. welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We've got uh, tickets this morning for WWE. Those tickets go on sale Friday. Grassland. Through Ticketmaster, the Pan Am Center box office. Tickets start at $15 and go up from there. And we're going to have tickets winning before you can buy them tickets all this week. So we're going to have some coming up, I would say, sooner rather than later. There are uh, world rankings by country of largest to smallest penis size. I I wouldn't have thought something like that would really vary from country to country. Finally, a topic close to your heart. Uh, So 
we'll get into that. Let's just say that they ranked 86 countries and the United States did not did not place in the top 50. Really? Where's Armenia? Is uh Is Armenia a country? It is a country, yes, oh, okay. was. <clears throat> uh we'll my ancestors are from there. We'll dig into this and uh find out who's at the top and the bottom of the penis size world rankings 2022. Joanne uh Joanna's going to have Coachella news on the way for us. And uh coming up Sunday on Q Connected, we've got a new version of Megadeth's Wake Up Dead performed by Lamb of God along with Megadeth so you can hear the premiere of that Hell Sunday. Yeah on uh, KLAQ's Q Connected. Also, on Q Connected, we put a spotlight on some of the uh, the best local artists and rockers making noise. Into the Spiral, Acid Wave, Tragic Landing, and Father Wolf are just some of the El Paso and Borderland bands that are going to be featured on this Sunday's Q Connected. Um, so here is the uh, neckline that the anti-okie-dokie guy left as the war of words heats up. Uh, this is okie-dokie, man. And he's a snowflake. <laughs> I keep thinking of snowflake, puto, para que me la chupes, way. Corny. You're a corny-ass dude, bro. You ain't funny. You're white people funny. You're the type of dude that says jokes like like Kevin Hart to make white people laugh. And black people make people look at you like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, no, no, nothing, bro. Okay. Let me see what we've got from Okie Dokie Guy now. I think this is. What's up, Mojo? It's ODG. It was great hearing Lisa on the show again. No, he called twice, so that was the first call that he did. What's up, Mojo? It's ODG. I'm going to name that caller I trigger all the time. Fletcher the Felcher. I bet anything that Fletcher smokes crack. He's one of those crackheads that hangs hangs outside stores asking for crack money. That's why Fletcher gets triggered all the time. He needs crack money. Oh, Fletcher, you got to stop smoking crack, sweet cheeks. Doggy doggy. And uh, back to the anti-okie-dokie guy. This... Oh, I'm okie-dokie, man. Did you catch that, Joanna? Kind of. I think he said something in Spanish that we didn't... Me and Buzz were trying to be like, oh, what was that? What was that? El show number qué? I don't know. Does he say number one or no? I don't know. I was asking what you. Is, yeah. Wait, is that him laughing at his own joke? Yeah. <laughs> we got to get these two on the phone. Oh, absolutely. At the same time. This is not in the studio, but epic. on the phone at the same time. Okie dokie guy versus Bizarro Okie dokie guy or Fletcher the Felcher. Uh, don't know if I'm going to go with that one or not. It's pretty gross. 
<laughs> All right, Joanna's got some uh, Coachella news for us. Joanna? What up? We found out that Coachella is broken up over two weekends. So <laughs> yes, weekend number and by one. We, weekend. it means me and Buzz yesterday. You didn't know it was two weekends? Yes, you did, Buzz. We've talked about Coachella a few times before. Right? Yeah, but it's not—it's not like the kind of knowledge that I think is worth remembering from one year to the next. <laughs> that it's two consecutive weekends. It's the kind of knowledge to be reminded of so, every single year. What happened weekend? Uh-huh. One? Well, Coachella weekend one is done. The three-day fest had over hundreds of musicians performing, and that included Danny Elfman, the Oingo Boingo frontman, and Oscar-nominated composer. Reached deep, deep into his career catalog for a powerful set that included Boingo classics like Dead Man's Party. How about the Simpsons theme? Didn't he write the Simpsons theme? Did he? Yeah. I did not know that. But he also performed This Is Halloween, and everybody lost it for that one. Hold on. I have a clip for it. Let me get it. They also said, while you're looking for that, that Danny Elfman uh, performed part of the show shirtless, and that he's, number one, heavily tattooed, and number two, appeared to be ripped Oh, an older gentleman well in this clip he is not shirtless <laughs> but he does have some pretty good moves go Danny Elfman uh let me see he wrote I I'm pretty sure about this simpsons thing oh okay uh while you're looking that up all of his set was played with a massive 50 piece plus band and orchestra Billie eilish made history as the youngest headliner el paso had some great representation when she brought up khalid for a surprise performance and then her brother phineas for a not so much of a surprise however the main stage's collective jaws dropped when she brought up blur, blur and gorillas Damon Auburn for a pair of songs. Add to that an appearance by Post Dunos de La Soul for a rendition of Feel Good Inc. and mention of how important gorillas were to her career. And it became a move that felt genuine and satisfying in the moments after. When Kanye dropped out of the schedule for Coachella, among the names rumored to replace him was Doja Cat, who would have just needed to scooch up the bill one line. It seems she took the rumors that she could be a headliner to heart, prepping a stadium-ready show complete with pyro, ultra-complicated dancing, and a three-story-tall staircase-slash-robot that looked like something out of Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Doja Cat also had time to single-handedly usher in the return of Taco Bell's beloved Mexican pizza. Coming back May 19th, Taco Bell will bring back its Mexican pizza, a fan favorite item that was discontinued in 2020. Mm. And finally, the Italian band Manskin made its name in the U.S. after a crafty cover of the Four Seasons Begging. There was more from that where that came from during the band's set Sunday night. The group went both ends of the pop punk scale and memorably covered Britney Spears' Womanizer, followed by Iggy Pop and the Stooges' I Want to Be Your Dog. Are you still looking up Danny Elfman's stuff? He definitely wrote the theme song. <laughs> for uh, The Simpsons, For right? The Simpsons, yeah. right. That was one of his comp- compositions. Sure. He did a lot of the background music for movies like Pee-wee's Big Adventure, uh, Batman, Mars Attacks, Men in Black, Flubber, Nacho Libre. God. Edward Scissorhands. It looks like he worked a lot with Tim Burton. Yes. Like all of that. Tim Burton sounding music is they are Danny Elfman and you play tight. That. Wait a minute, but Tim Burton didn't do Nightmare Before Christmas. 
or he had something to do with it. Tim he, Burton? Yeah. He did. Yeah, that was him. I don't think so. Joanna? I'm going to make a confession right now. I've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas. You've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas? No. Oh, it looks director Henry Selleck. Yeah. Ooh. The story was by Tim Burton. Okay. I knew he had some kind of connection to that. Um, on television, let me hit this up real quick. Oh, can Tonight. you play that anti-okie-dokie guy thing again? Why? So people because say somebody... they think they know what he's saying, but... Well, now I don't know what I did with it. <laughs> All right, here you go. Okay. Oh, I'm okie-dokie, man. Adams. He sounds like Muttley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you know who Muttley is. From the wacky races, I love wacky races. Yeah. Did you figure it out, Joanna? Yeah, I still don't get it. A lot of say, a lot of them are saying that he's saying <laughs> that he licks your. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. That makes sense. But it didn't sound like that to me. Okay. I'm a Buzz Adams ass kicker, cat ass kisser is what it's saying. Oh. I didn't. Oh. I didn't feel like I'd really taken a side in this in this battle. The anti okie dokie guy should be called Nopey Dopey. <laughs> Nopey Dopey. <laughs> That's from Tony in the app chat. Nopey Dopey. <laughs> Nopey Dopey. <laughs> Boy, that's that's almost so classic. You have to use that. Yeah, yeah. nopey dopey, nopey dopey versus guy. okie dokey. Nopey dopey, okie dokey. Tonight is the series finale of Blackish on ABC. This is a oh, critically man. acclaimed uh, show with Anthony Anderson. Love it. Saw the uh, first three seasons. Uh, tonight on ABC, the series finale of Blackish. Also on tonight on Fox. Name that tune. ABC has to tell the truth because now we just run game shows in prime time on the <laughs> networks, I guess. Also, the fourth season premiere of Mayans MC airs tonight on FX. And I had a little bit about uh, Better Call Saul coming back. A uh, new season in the last season of Better Call Saul. Well, one of the writers says that this final season ties the whole Breaking Bad uh, El Camino universe together. Writer Peter Gould says, I don't think you're going to look at Breaking Bad the same way after you've seen this whole season of Better Call Saul. How invested were you? Did you ever get into Breaking Bad? No. No. What? That's weird because that seems like something you would have really latched onto. It was too dark and slow moving. Yeah, but people who you realize that people who got into it really, oh, no, really I, got into it. I saw the first season, I think, and it was very compelling. Yeah. Um, Peter Gould also says we're pulling a lot of threads together. Sometimes they're threads, sometimes they're ropes. This is the climax of all those episodes, sixty-two episodes of Breaking Bad, El Camino, and Better Call Saul are all going to be perfectly woven together. According to this guy, so did you watch any of uh, Better Call Saul? No, right? Because, well, because you have to really see Breaking Bad. Do you have to, to watch 
Breaking Bad to understand Bertolt. Yeah. Yes, because there uh, would always be these moments where somebody would show up and they'd just show his face. It's like, I'm supposed to know who that is because they assumed I watched all of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. which I didn't. I found it a little slow myself. <laughs> and I found like the second season, I watched the first season of Better Call Saul, and then the second season just seemed like it dragged out forever. I like Bob Odenkirk, though. Like, what I like Bo- Bob Odenkirk. I like the guy who who plays uh, Mike Ehrmantraut, who's the retired police officer. I like whoever the actress is that plays Kim Wexler. So I'm familiar with Better Call Saul, but it was too slow moving. And I also felt like, yeah, as somebody who's not super familiar with Breaking Bad, I wasn't getting everything. But this writer says, if you are a person who loved all of... Breaking Bad and El Camino. This is your moment. This is your moment. In honor of the final season of Better Call Saul, a musician named Brandon Etheridge uh, turned a scene from the show into a mini musical. So I'm going to play a little bit of it for you. I think he's using actual dialogue from Bob Odenkirk in this. I can't be sure about that, but tell me what you think. This is if Better Call Saul were a musical. All right, on hearing that the second time, yeah, that he just used the dialogue from one of the scenes of Better Call Saul. Where does the United States rank in the worldwide penis size survey? 86 countries, where does the United States come in? Where number 72? We'll find out in just a moment. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Shows coming up right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, I'm going to tell you where the United States came in. I'm going to tell you where Mexico came in on this study ranking uh, penis size by country. So 86 countries total. Where do you think the U.S. came in? Let's see. Top 43. 86. We are one of the fattest countries, and that makes it... Looks small, small, look smaller. So probably around <laughs> look smaller. The sixties. I guess you could look, you could look at it like top forty three or bottom forty three, since there's eighty six countries that have taken into account here. From the real quick from the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial yesterday, Johnny Depp was chuckling over something that came up in testimony. <laughs> what was he chuckling about? A couple of things. His nurse was questioned, and he laughed when they read aloud a text mentioning his penis. Mm-hmm. So that was part of it. Johnny Depp is expected okay. to testify today in court. So Yeah, I'm just going to put penis segment on the notes. I didn't even intend that to be part of <laughs> Oh, I penis. thought you did. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. He meant it to be the whole thing. <laughs> so, what is the thing with Johnny Depp's finger? Like it got he chopped, chopped off. It off. He like chopped he, it off, or it, she did. He did. Like he, he did. was so angry that he chopped off part of his finger, and they're saying, "Yes, look at the amazing restraint Johnny Depp shows." Yes, he cut off somebody's finger, but it was his own, and like <laughs> That's he pretty would, good. He would punch, you know, a wall or whatever. Another moment that made Johnny Depp chuckle. Uh, is a, a deposition where somebody talks about some of the things that his ex-wife Amber Heard had said. So she complains about his friends coming over, um, 
and this got a chuckle out of him. So here, just keep an eye on Johnny Depp here. (laughs) (laughs) So that got a chuckle because... Why is Johnny Depp so hot? Why is he so hot? Look at him. You think that's hot? (laughs) He's just sitting there smirking. It's you know it's a hot smirk. Look at him. He he plays a very cool guy. I I gotta admit that. Well, what he's chuckling about is his old guys playing guitars are Joe Perry from Aerosmith, (laughs) Alice Alice Cooper, (laughs) and Marilyn Manson are the old boring old 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 men. Like it? Is there all old guys that hang out? All them old farts. (laughs) How old is Amber Heard? It's making it sound like she's eighteen years old or something. Yeah, I just don't like guitars. Ember Heard is 35. <laughs> God, Johnny you think J- Johnny Depp looks super hot right there in court? Yes! He's wearing a suit. His hair is like all... God, just drink some water. Tussle. God, you're so thirsty. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about penis size now, so... If you're getting a little hot under the hood there, <laughs> wait till we talk about this, I guess. <laughs> Uh, there's a worldwide ranking of countries by penis size, and mm-hmm. 86 countries are, are uh, in the study. So out of 86 countries, American men ranked 59th out of 86, with an average dong length <laughs> of 5.35 inches. Oh. Ecuador came in number one at 6.93. So, for what interesting, the average man in Ecuador is hanging almost seven inches, according Mm -hmm. to this study. I mean, who isn't? Is this self reporting or did they? I mean, how do you get a did they get how do you get a random sample size? Right. How did they actually come up with this? Also, like, do you guys like do guys really like measure it? Not every with guy, each other. Every guy's measured it before. With a ruler or like... Tape measure. Tape measure. Yeah, so you can account for some bendage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if it swerves to the right or like some of them have a big banana curve going Is up. Is tape measure kind of dangerous though? No. No, I don't think so. I mean, you uh, wouldn't want to let it. Yeah, you wouldn't want to let. Dangerous. You wouldn't want to let the housing part of it go and smack you in Imagine. the junk or anything, but... Yeah, you. Any guy who tells you that he's never measured his wiener is lying to you. <laughs> Ecuador came no in idea first <laughs> with an average of six point nine three inches. Now I know this can't be self-reported because if it was self-reported, it would be like ten bigger. inches. Yeah. Right, would be average for every country. Oh next, my God. How come did in. They do this then. Come next. next. Yes, pants down, please. Ready to go. Twenty-one different countries clocked in at over six. I thought I had always heard like most guys average around six inches, and that was pretty standard, six inches. Uh, but this is saying that the average is is. Well below six, somewhere in the five and a half, five point three range. Am I from Ecuador? <laughs> Twenty-one different countries <laughs> came in at over six. And the top five were Ecuador, Cameroon, Bolivia, Sudan, and Haiti. One through five. At five point three five inches, which is where the U.S. comes in. At number 59th on the list, they barely 
edge out Japan at 5.34 inches. Edge out. (laughs) (laughs) Keep this in mind the next time you see some British actor that you're thinking is hot. The U.S. is bigger than the U.K. that comes in at 5.17 inches. Ireland, 5.03. I really would love to know what the methodology is on this. But how about Ecuador coming in at 6.93 inches? Joanna, that sounds pretty hard to swallow, doesn't it? It kind of does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God Canada and Mexico both ranked higher than the U.S. All right. Mexico is in 29th at 5.87 inches. Ha <laughs> look at that. And Canada is all the way up at 12th with 6.19 inches. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Big D energy coming from up north. Yeah. How does this make any sense? Uh, the great white north. <laughs> The United States is a country of immigrants, and Canada is a country of immigrants. How did they get, like, enough of a sample size? Maybe they were like, we need the most American guy to measure. The most American guy? Last on the list is Cambodia. So the average male penis length reported for Cambodia is 3.95 inches, so under 4 inches. Mm Mm-hmm. Then it's Taiwan with 4.24, the Philippines with 4.27, Sri Lanka, more like Shrink Lanka, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) At 4.29. So, Buzz, how does it feel being from... And Hong Kong at 4.41. Were you going to say Hong Dong? Yeah. Yeah. You notice it's Hong Kong, not Hong Kong. <laughs> I can already read your, your little brain. <laughs> I just can't imagine how they would do a worldwide survey like this and get accurate measurements other than just having guys drop that, They're measuring them. You know, scientists, for the sake of science, will be doing studies and being like, yes, I have to do this. Yeah, but to participate in this survey, don't you your think there'd be a little... Your doctor would probably be like, hey, would you like to participate yeah, in this and survey? Yeah, and if you know you have a tiny wiener, you might be like, no, nah, I'll pass. They, more... as lo- they, they're not going to say, we're, okay, we're going to well, say Buzz all, Adams from this... They, no, they, no, you would have to give somebody the all, knowledge. Somebody would know thinks, they're measure, measuring their dong. For every sure. guy thinks it's huge, and they're like, yeah, measure it, and they're like... Oh, it's oh. 4.24. And the guy's like, what? Also, where do you measure from? <laughs> the top? The side? What if there's a curve in there? Yeah, what if there's a curve? See, that's why you can't use those tape measures. I think there are a lot of intangibles. No, the, the tape. Oh, that's a good one. Like one of those. String. Just string and then you measure the like string Like a later. sewing. I don't know what they're <laughs> called, but it's like a tape measure that's made out of cloth. Yeah, that's probably like in sewing. It's called a cloth tape measure. Is it? (laughs) Is that what it's called? (laughs) Nico's idea of the string is kind of smart. Well, because then you also have to account for girth. It's a it's a totally it's not all about length. It's a different equation. (laughs) People forget about that part. Yeah, I think people forget about the fact that. It's not what you have. It's how you use it. And air resistance. 
<laughs> Wind speed. Wind speed. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. And it is time for Morning Show News Headlines with Nico Ajimian. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. In national news, the U.S. will offer temporary protected status to Ukrainians already in the country as of April 11th, according to a new notice from the Department of Homeland Security in the Federal Register. The Biden administration announced last month that it would offer Ukrainians this legal basis to stay in the U.S. if they had arrived before March 1st. The new notice means that Ukrainians who have been in the U.S. as of April 11th can apply for the legal status, which will remain in effect for 18 months. U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services estimates that about 59,000 Ukrainians could be eligible according to the Federal Register notice. Andriy Yermak, head of the Office of the President of Ukraine, has tweeted about the chance which he said was made at the request of the Ukraine government. Here's the United States Department spokesman Ned Price talking about keeping the cost high for Russia in this war. Here's U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price also talking about how it wouldn't be surprising that Russians honor those committing atrocities in Ukraine. Kentucky State Senator Karen Berg went viral last month for an impassioned speech in the Senate chambers against the state's new law that bans abortion after 15 weeks, calling the legislation a medical sham. The state bill went into effect on April 13th after the GOP-led legislature overturned Democratic Governor Andy Bashir's veto. Under the new rules, any physician who performs an abortion after 15 weeks would lose their license for at least six months. There are no exceptions for rape or incest. The Democratic senator told ABC News that she will continue to raise her voice as the controversial legislation faces lawsuits. The lawmaker recalled that her father, a surgeon, taught her how dangerous backstreet abortions can be and was baffled as to why lawmakers would reduce access to safe options. I've actually seen what it looks like inside of a woman who is dying from sepsis from a botched illegal abortion, Berg said. She adds that the law is government overreach. In the aftermath of a mass shooting at an Airbnb rental house that left two 17-year-old boys dead and and eight people wounded, neighbor Leonard Verdetto described what he said was rapid fire, followed by panic partygoers flooding out of the residence. The episode erupted early Sunday morning across the street from Verdetto's Pittsburgh home and was one of three mass shootings in the U.S. over the Easter weekend including two in South Carolina at a mall and restaurant. The Gun Violence Archive, a website that tracks shootings across the nation, has tallied 139 mass shootings in the country in the first 107 days of 2022. The shooting marked the third time in nine days that gunfire erupted during parties being held at Airbnb rentals, including one near Sacramento, California, which left a teen dead, and another that rocked a suburban Houston residential neighborhood. In local news, family members say Amelia Vaca of 75 years old, was shot and killed near Santa Fe Street and Fur Avenue in Las Cruces, New Mexico, Saturday night. 42 hours after the incident took place, the city of Las Cruces sent a news release confirming an officer had shot and killed a woman. However, the city did not release the woman's name or age. So our news partners at ABC7 KVIA approached Las Cruces Chief of Police Miguel Dominguez at a recent Las Cruces City Council meeting. Did they, did they, how old is she? 75 years old. Mm. Uh, he confirmed that the woman was elder, who was killed was elderly. He would not release her age. When asked if the woman was threatening officers, Chief Dominguez said, we can confirm that she was holding a knife, and at least one shot was fired. A three-year-old boy was found abandoned in Santa Teresa on Friday. According to the Customs and Border, Pol- and Border Protection, a group of migrants was spotted by Santa Teresa Border Patrol Station camera operators on April 15th. A mobile response team went out and encountered the boy, who is from Guatemala, 
Agents immediately took the boy to the Santa Teresa station to be evaluated by medical staff. CBP officials say the toddler was in good health. The boy has been transferred to the custody of the Department of Health and Human Services. And finally, police say a jammed gun helped avert shooting injuries after a 22-year-old man pulled out the weapon during a large fight Sunday in front of the college dropout bar in the Cincinnati Entertainment District. Police say 16 officers were assigned to Cincinnati District that night, and around 1.40 a.m., a crowd gathered around the fight. According to investigators, as officers approached the crowd, they saw 22-year-old Christopher Paul Hicks pull out a gun and indiscriminately shoot into the crowd. Police say Hicks ran from the officers with the gun. A different group of officers intercepted Hicks as he ran towards Mesa Street. After Hicks was tackled by officers, police say they found the gun with a jammed round which prevented Hicks to continue firing. Hicks faces three charges, deadly conduct, evading arrest, and resisting arrest. His bond totals $60,000. And with the news, I'm Nico. You know, we're four, almost five months into 2022, and we still have not heeded the words of Island Boys (laughs) in their uh, cameo that they did for Mm -hmm. El Paso. They said this violence in the Cincinnati district has got to stop. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We have forgotten the lessons that the Island Boys. The Island Boys have taught us. Yeah. Is Cincinnati really getting this reputation? As a place where trouble yeah. goes down all the time? Joanna, would you say it's always had this kind of Why do I feel like it's more now? You know, this, this is got, we've got to be close to the 20th anniversary of when I looked across the table at my friend Matt and we both said we we're way too old to be hanging out at bars on Cincinnati. That had to have been like 20 years. Like we're looking You're around. 20 years past that point. Yeah, I'm 20 years since I retired from Cincinnati. Street. So how old would you have been then? Probably 33. <laughs> That's my age right now. Do you still go to Cincinnati a lot? No, I'd feel weird, kind of. Do you know what? Haven't you ever yeah. been in a place and you it's look like, around and you, you realize... You look too young. It's, you it's too one young. thing when you think, I might be the oldest person here, but it's another thing when you're like, I'm by far, like by five years, I'm the oldest person. You know, here. that's not even the problem for me. The problem <laughs> is is feeling like there's... Tr- like I, I'll leave when I feel like there's trouble going to pop off. When there's trouble afoot. You know, yeah. when... when when I used to go down there, it didn't seem like there was trouble. There were crowds for sure, crowds, and there might but, have been mm-hmm. a fist fight that you heard about. But as far as shooting, I never, I wasn't there every night, and I certainly wasn't there probably on the most busy days. It wasn't Graham Central Station. Like what used to, <laughs> Joanna, how long ago was it since you were in the Cincinnati scene? How old am I now? Ten years, maybe. Like ten years ago? Yeah. And how was it then? It didn't seem so bad then. I remember the big thing about being around Cincinnati was people getting hit by cars crossing the street. That was the. That, the I mean, I think the, I think that's still ongoing. But they've definitely they put some lights it, yeah. right. They put lights. some lights in to try to make it more pedestrian friendly. But I mean, I, if even the Island Boys know that Cincinnati's dangerous. <laughs> that really should say something. <laughs> Everything they have said is wrong so far. Yeah. Are Where are we uh, for planning our super secret invitation only uh, 420 smokeout? That's right. Our super secret 420 invitation only smokeout is going ahead as scheduled. We have found a location. 
Really? We have a, have you confirmed secret? that location? Yes. Although people have been messaging me saying they're like, I live in Chaparral. You can come to my house. That's sweet. <laughs> what what state is Chaparral in? New Mexico. New Mexico. Oh yeah, nobody's gonna give you any trouble in Chaparral. No. That's also where you hide bodies though, I think, too. No kidding. <laughs> like Chaparral, that's like part of town where you're surprised when there aren't pit bulls that come out and chase you from every house. Where are all the pit bulls? <laughs> No, uh, very nice people uh, live out there, and uh, one of the listeners especially, she, she was saying, please, come on out here. So, so how how are we giving out secret uh, invitations, since right. it's by invitation only? This, okay, this is for anybody who wants to attend our invitation-only super secret 420 smokeout. <laughs> you have to convince Would Buzz and I... That you're not, you're definitely not a narc. You have to convince us you're not a narc. So that means you have two people on your list already. Yep, we have Joanna and her sister, which I believe neither one of them are narcs. Yep. Woo! So call the neckline. Leave us a message (laughs) with your best case for how and why you're not a narc and why. I would also say if anybody wanted to call in and call in live too. Yeah. We need somebody to bring snacks. I just realized to not think about. I'll do the snacks. I really can't provide alcohol because. You just thought about that? You're yeah, like, oh. I'd rather provide snacks. Like people are going to have to. Be, it's going to be BYOB. So you, bring your you're, own. Bomb. Now you're worried about the the alcohol liability when you're throwing a super secret <laughs> smoke out. <laughs> yes, it's going to remain super secret and by invitation only. But I am worried about providing alcohol. <laughs> you were all down for it before. Yeah, the more it's. Be I have getting beer. closer I'll to being beer. realized. All right, Joanna will be the cool one. So call in, but we we don't have a segment dedicated to it th- today, do we? We don't. But if anybody wants Nobody? to call in and make a real good case, I mean, I just can't trust just anybody to be invited to the secret, super secret invitation. So only four twenty. <laughs> what are the words people need to say? What what do we need not here? A narc. You know what? No, we I am not a narc. You have to tell us because, if you're undercover. Yeah. That's like the law. That's the law. You got to tell me. Also, <laughs> I don't want to know where the location is until 15 minutes before. Well, you and nobody else will, will know the location until 15 minutes. Sweet. So what, what we're thinking about doing is we get kind of a list together for our 420 super, super secret, secret invitation only mm-hmm. smoke out. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes before the event starts. We'll tell you like what part of town or what part of the start heading Greater El Paso Las south. Cruces area. <laughs> Head southwest and for fifteen miles. No, no, I'm thinking like thirty minutes out. We'll tell you what part of town, and then fifteen minutes we'll give you directions. If you hit the big rock, you've gone too far. You hit the McDonald's, turn around. You know what? I take it. Back. I do want to know where it is because. Like I don't want to go. I don't want to go over into Juarez for the 420 super. <laughs> Bienvenidos a Mexico. Buzz is like, wait a minute. I want to make sure that it's a you know a good place to have it, but I want yeah. to keep it secret. Well, it's going to be super definitely secret. not an endorsed uh, party that we're having. I'm real disappointed. Nobody in the app chat has said, "Hey, I would like to go." Everyone's just talking about. I too am from Ecuador. <laughs> Everybody's just claiming to be from Ecuador. I was the first oh. to claim I was from Ecuador. <laughs> I looked in further to that study about worldwide penis size. Uh-huh. Yeah, he had Did to they look- measure soft? <laughs> I'm sorry, Joanna. <laughs> Did they measure soft? Uh, 
that wasn't even no. <laughs> that wasn't even a thing. <laughs> Why didn't we talk about that more? <laughs> Harder soft. Um. No, Buzz found out what the Buzz method. Is really deep into this penis oh, size thing. It's real deep. You had to read and say it is important to note that the original study relied on self-reported data to determine average penis size, which means they they ask people to measure it and then tell them what it oh, is. Oh, so what we really Everything learned... Everything is inflated. I'm There's real a, shocked that somebody actually admitted, oh, yeah, it's like three inches. What we really learned is that okay. Ecuador is full of a bunch of liars. Right. <laughs> you could really correlate this to lying, like national <laughs> honesty. And at, Japanese people are very modest. <laughs> actually, Jap, Japanese... We, and Cambodians. We barely nudge out Japan in this study. Don't, don't <laughs> say nudge. Don't say America nudge. America <laughs> comes in number 59 out of 86 countries, and Japan comes in number 61. Uh, it would have been funny if it was 69. <laughs> Who came in 69? <laughs> Turkey came in 69. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's a huge deal. Oh, it's self-reported data. How do they self-report 4.24? People must be really good at reading rulers in other countries as well. It says uh, self-reported data, which leaves the possibility that respondents were more generous with their measurements. <laughs> Are there any cultures where it's like, oh, it's it's preferable to have a small wing? No, and no culture. <laughs> you don't think that there's any culture? No! <laughs> in ancient... Do you know that in ancient Greece, Greek society... Uh-huh. A small wiener was considered to be preferable. Are you claiming to be Greek? No. No, but I'm just I saying in, I, in antiquity, sure. I'm just wondering. Yeah, the, the ancient Greeks, the idea of a huge hog was associated with kind of like the barbarians. I'm not sure I'm Googling the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just sure you want that in your search history? Small penis Greece. Is not, <laughs> I don't want that. Don't spell it. G-R-E-A-S-E. G-R-E-A-S-E. Yeah. Small penis. The Greeks and... Why ancient Greek sculptures have small penises? Yeah. <gasps> Probably they're talking about... The small penis... It was more considered more civil. ...was consonant with Greek ideals oh. of male beauty. Yeah. It was thought that a man with a large penis was a barbarous half-animal half with no self-control. Oh, there's some crazy Bible what? verses. Bible verses where they talk about the sinful women of Israel who lusted after their Egyptian lovers who had... And it, it literally, in the Bible, says... Rock and dongs. Horse-sized <laughs> horse wiener. Horse-sized yeah. wiener. In the Bible, guys. Don't look that up, Joanna. What, Nico? Don't tell me what to Just do. Just look up what does Bible penis size, and it'll take you right to Song of Solomon, I bet, where it's all talking about it's just because a bunch of people were small and they were like let's make uh, it a sin to light to have a big penis this is ideal uh anyway this whole self-reported data i you can't take any of that seriously that means that cambodians must be the most honest people or maybe in cambodian society there's a preference for an under four inch wiener (laughs) for guys I hope I'm talking about this in sufficiently medical terms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not at all. You don't think so? 
Uh, here's the telephone number uh, to the <laughs> studio. It's 915-910-4995, 915-910-4995. So People I, on the app chat want to know, where do they start measuring from, like the base? Or? <sighs> Probably the prostate is what I would go with. Testicles. <laughs> prostate. That, that gives them like 10 extra inches. Yeah. <laughs> nah, gives you a solid three-inch boost there. Um, well, oh, oh, someone wants to come to the super secret smoke. Okay, I was gonna say, are more people still curious about the penis stuff than the, the super secret? Yeah, I want to go to the super secret smoke ad, and I'm not from Ecuador, so <laughs> all right, that, tell them. Yeah, the but, Ecuador thing is still happening here. But how do how could we and our guest feel safe about I've inviting got... <laughs> you to the super secret 420 but smoke ad? But Ben in the F chat says, I've got an old prison ID. To prove I'm not a cop. Oh, because he was in prison? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of ex-cons work undercover. They they work as informants. Good. So This isn't the I'm TV show sure. Prison Break. I'm not even thinking about Prison Break. I'm thinking about Oz, dude. If you have a curve, then you have py- Pyrenees disease and need to go Pironies. see... Pironies. disease and need to go see a doctor. Well, I'm not talking about a big banana curve. I'm talking <laughs> about, you know, like a slight lilt. Do, do you know that we actually have a Duke tune that's about Peroni's disease? I just have to find no out. No way. Look at all the files you have titled penis. Penis, right. <laughs> Who? Nice. Yeah, Peroni's. I think it's called Peyronie's. Peyronie's. You have a huge, you have a bend in your in your unit, but that's I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, it's not a perfect straight measurement, so you got to get one of those sewing measures. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Yeah, where are you going to tell me where my zombie article is? It, I just it's the saw first it as one. It's scrolled. literally the first one. So I don't you know. You saw it as I scrolled. Yeah, go. Keep going. Right there. Oh, okay. You're so dumb. <laughs> we had a big debate over whether 28 Days Later is a zombie movie, but I think all the horror experts at the station, that's Joanna, Kevin, and I don't really consider myself a horror expert, not on the level of these guys, but I I know a lot about zombies. Pretty unanimous that 28 Days Later is a zombie movie. Uh, so many great comments on Facebook about it, though. Overwhelmingly, everyone thinks zombie movie. Right. They're just fast zombies. But right. people were saying, and I think Danny Boyle, who directed 28 Days Later, says that they're not zombies. Yeah, but they do zombies. That's all they do is zombie stuff. So in 28 Days Later, it's not like they're organizing a, a neighborhood watch committee in their spare time. Their whole thing is to kill uninfected people. That's... A zombie, but the best argument was Kevin, because he was trying to figure out, okay, technically are they zombies? And then he's like, this was his reasoning. Yeah, because I have all my horror movies categorized, and 28 Days Later is in the box with zombie movies. (laughs) (laughs) I really did a deep dive into... Why El Paso is called Chuco Town, and I think I finally have a pretty good handle on it. Okay. Good feature image, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> that is a good featured image. The uh, May issue of Texas Monthly 
Texanist column. <laughs> what? This is what I sent to, to you and Joanna yesterday because I had found this article about about, about oh, how is El Paso called Chico and it only came up six I'm days like, later. Should I link this? Well, well, I didn't know Joanna. He had already linked it in the yeah, <laughs> article. Right. It's this month's Texas Monthly, and the Texanist column gets to the bottom of why El Paso is called El Chuco or Chuco Town. So it seems like it comes from the term Pachuco, which was another term for people who were zoot suits in L.A. Mm -hmm. and Southern California. And those were largely minority people, African-Americans and Mexican-Americans. How could I describe a zoot suit? Mm. Do you remember this, the, the, a song by the Cherry Poppin' Daddies in the 90s called Zoot Suit Riot? Do you remember that scene in The Mask where he's trying yes. to describe yeah. the cops? Uh, the Mask is dressed The Mask is wearing a zoot suit. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, did you know that song is called Hey Pachuco? Yeah, because they go, Hey, hey Pachuco! Hey. Which one? Zoot, zoot Suit Riot? No, I actually, no. I actually embedded it below that. The... That one. Nice. What song is that? Hey, hey Pachuco. I don't know that one. I know Zoot Suit The one Riot. from The Mask. The, mo- the song from The Mask. Oh, no, it's not that then. Well, no. Go down. Oh, it's at the end. That one. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like Zoot Suit music. Well, this was in The Mask. This, this was, was the, the, the song for The Mask. <laughs> Then it hits some trumpets right about now. Mm-hmm. There you go. So those those people were called pachucos, and but then it gets really interesting. Well, where did the term, where did the word pachuco comes from? That's when it goes back to El Paso. The story goes, and I, I couldn't confirm that this is true, that people coming from Juarez into El Paso would pass. Many of them worked at a business called El Paso Shoe Company, and the big sign on the building said, Shoeco. All right. I swear this is mm-hmm. what they say. Yeah. This is on I've, Wikipedia. I've heard even. this story, yeah. Have you seen the sign? No, and I tried to do an image search, and you can find old signs of, that say Shoeco. But I can't place it that it was, def- you know, that this story is definitive. But what they were saying was when people from Juarez who were, wanted to come to the United States, they would say, I'm going pa el chuco, pa el chuco. And when you speed that up, eventually it's pachuco. And that's how people, I don't know if that's true at all. So I actually found a picture from uh, the El Paso Sunday Times. Yeah. that shows a shoe company, but I'm not sure if it's the one that they're talking about or if it's an ad for a shoe company. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, like, as I said, I did a, a pretty exhaustive Google search and I couldn't find anything that says, oh, this sign definitely existed and people from Juarez definitely called it El Chuco in the 1930s and 40s. But do you know what the Zoot Suit riots were, man? Uh yeah, they've kind of uh, played the, or dramatized them in in TV shows recently. Uh, was that in L.A. where a bunch of servicemen, people who worked or Navy men during World War II, kind of beat up the law? Yeah. Latinos? So it was during the war, and a bunch of sailors were on leave, 
and they didn't like these young ethnic men, mostly Mexican-American, wearing these fancy suits and hats, and the hairstyle was all part of the whole Pachuco thing. So they beat them up. And then they went out nights after that. One report from the uh, L.A. Times in 1943 says that there were thousands parading up and down the streets and assaulting any young Mexican man who was wearing a zoot suit. And at one point, they dragged two teenage boys out Stripped them naked yeah, and urinated on their zoot suits was the report. So I was uh, delving deeper into this uh, the other day, and I guess at this time in America, when World War II kind of needed as many soldiers as they could, uh, minorities were getting more jobs in cities than ever before. So a lot of the zoot suit riots weren't the only ethnic riot or minority, you know, uh, racial riot, race riot. Yeah, there were other cities. This was kind of the big one. All in the same year, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really came from, oh, World War II made a lot more minorities interact with white people in these big cities. And both sides claim the other side started it. So the sailors are like, well, some of these... Some of these punks in zoot suits beat up one of our friends. But nobody knows. But definitely when it started, you had thousands of sailors and soldiers and regular citizens. Oh, by the way, the police were there. And according to contemporary... Beating up people. They would help in beating up the people who were wearing the zoot suits. So the L.A. City Council in 1943 didn't let this go unanswered. Within a week, they came up with a solution. They criminalized wearing zoot suits within the city uh, limits of Los Angeles. Okay. Right. Black. Yeah, we're going to criminalize wearing these zoot suits. Here's a, here's If you didn't get any of those references, like an old-timey cartoon, anytime you've seen a wolf like with his eyes pop out of his head and they go, Ahuga! he's probably wearing a zoot suit. Right? With that feather in the Yeah, with that feather. Ayuga! <laughs> <laughs> So you can uh, read all about the history of El Chuco or Chuco Town as it relates to the Pachucos. Uh, here's telephone number. You can give us a call in the studio line, 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. Let's take a break, and we're going to have some tickets to give away for wrestling. Tickets go on sale this Friday at the Pan Am Center box office and Ticketmaster, and we're going to have some tickets headed your way coming up in just a few minutes. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show's coming up right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to get into our entertainment news and Hollywood uh, notes segment with Joanna. I've got some tickets I want to give away for no, the WWE. <laughs> not, not quite yet. Coming for up some soon. of the calls we were getting. <laughs> And I guess in about 30 minutes, we'll have another cash code keyword. People are complaining about it. Because it's now like three words? It was like three words. The key words or key phrase, I guess, which I can't repeat now. It's a code. It's a code. So I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be one word. People are wondering, do I have to put the spaces between the words? You don't have to. Okay. Do I have to not put the spaces between either, either are words? valid? Okay. Yes. Good to Correct. know. Correct. Well, change it up a little bit. Other than the cash code and wrestling coming, what what else are people talking about today, Joanna? 
You know, there's just a lot of penis talk today. Mm-hmm. And people want to know your thoughts on Tucker Carlson telling people to be a man who tans his testicles. I have seen the headline for that story and just assumed it was the dumbest clickbait I had ever seen. Like, I would see that Tucker Carlson documentary about testicle tanning, and I was like, okay, even for Tucker Carlson, there's no way. He made a whole documentary about it? Apparently. Uh, (laughs) But I avoided it because I thought, okay, this is obviously obviously clickbait. Uh, Let me see what I can tell you about it. There's a headline that says... Tucker Carlson's tanning testicles thing is like goop for bros. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) Uh, It's a trailer for his latest documentary, which I feel like even though I'm verbally saying it, I need to let you know the documentary should be in quotey marks. (laughs) Uh, Carlson brings in his expert fitness professional, Andrew McGovern, who, in case you... You can't figure this out on your own. Is definitely not a medical professional or a doctor. Uh, McGovern recommends that you expose your testicles to red light therapy using the Juve, which is a product that he's shilling that was being used in the documentary. Carlson explains testicle tanning. Um, so he's saying that Testosterone levels are way down in American men. What? And I had to look that up. Apparently, testosterone levels are down, but it's a global phenomenon. Uh, and he sees that as, like, this is all of our problems. This is why well, the, America's lost its way, because we're not getting enough sunlight to Did you testicles. give the title to the documentary? <laughs> What's what the is title? It? The End of Men. The End of Men, right. Because they're tanning their testes no. or because they're not tanning? No, because, because we're all snow... I don't know what he's trying to say. Soy boys. Um, yeah, it's a global phenome- phenomenon. But also, like, testosterone is a is a hormone that your body naturally makes and is naturally kind of regulated. And so for you to just take any uh, testosterone supplement without getting numbers checked and going to your doctor and going through... Because I see a bunch of like uh, uh, TV ads for testosterone and this and that. You can't just add testosterone to your diet. This or has got to really appeal to somebody who feels like, oh man, I, I just don't feel like I'm manly enough. Oh, it's not my fault and there's a product I can just I point can just at my more? Yeah. Uh, so here is this uh, guest who's who, once again, Tucker's not a doctor. This guest isn't a doctor. But they're talking about testicle tanning. Tucker looks like a tan testicle. (laughs) (laughs) Not two, just one. So I guess a documentary is on Fox News. It's basically, hey, men who don't feel manly enough, here's a crazy idea. Oh, my God. What, What they're finding out, though... Is that it? Heat applied to the testes might actually reduce your sperm count. So, is it possible that anybody that listens to Tucker Carlson's advice and radiates their testicles with infrared light or whatever the hell it is could actually be becoming less potent? Uh, There is a reason testicles are outside the body. 
Yet Tucker wants his alpha males to heat those babies up. <laughs> well, so the, no, the no, testes no. are outside the body to keep. One of the things is to keep the package cool because if they were inside the body, they overheat it. So. Red light. First of all, we're, we're kind of confusing uh, terms here. Red light therapy does not mean infrared heat waves. Red light is just part of the light spectrum. Just the, so. What the are red. they talking about? Like just taking that red. You know, uh, you know how um, th- you have a, a filter on your screen to prevent the blue light. Did you know about this? You know about the blue. No, blue? I once bought some glasses that were supposed to block, block out the blue light. Blue light. Or okay. Whatever. Well, yeah. so red light is just another spectrum, part of the uh, light spectrum, and there's they've NASA has been do- doing studies with red light on plants forever. And there is some studies uh, that have shown red light can help things for skin condition. It might be able to help collagen. Uh, there are no uh, studies that show that it's effective for anything okay. else. There's, there's so the guest right who's saying there's so much data. No, there's, there's not. not so much data. In fact, the data might suggest to the contrary that people might go sterile. If they uh, no. overdid it. Uh, see, that's what we, we, we have to say. It's not infrared. It, it's not a heating lamp. So there's probably no heat coming from it. Uh, somebody wrote, another screwed up fact about this is that heat lowers sperm count. The reason testicles are outside the body is to keep them cooler. Yeah, but you're just reading Twitter remarks yeah, from it. I know. I'm just trying to decide until we talk to like a renowned testicle doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Many of the published studies using red light therapy include only a small number of people. They didn't include a placebo group, weren't conducted in human, they were just animal studies, or were just limited to the cell tissues itself. Okay, so, so don't go out and start tanning your testicles thinking that it's going to have humongous health benefits. And it could possibly have, have negative it health could. consequences. If it is the infrared, if they're saying put your uh, junk in front of a heat lamp, like, or, or like what you would keep fries over, you know? Don't do that. Don't do that. I guess anytime I, I see Tucker Carlson's name attached to anything that's supposed to be scientific, I immediately think, okay, this has got to be the opposite from correct. <laughs> right? And you know what really pisses me off? That when people claim this stuff and then they go with so much p- proof that they just don't report on. All right. It's this whole thing. It's, an ar- it's a lazy argument that your minority opinion is somehow valid. You know why, do you know why none of the experts are talking about it? Because they're not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Time for entertainment and Hollywood news with Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Do you have a spare $50,000 to $90,000 just lying around in your bank account? Is Buzz. that how much a testicle tanner count costs? <laughs> no. Oh. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe. Gotta have. Because your- I'm about halfway sold. <laughs> they had the My Pillow guy in this documentary. I would probably hey, have to break you, down and buy one. If you buy the testicle uh, tanner, would you like share it with me? Because I don't want to buy my own. Do no. you have to put your testicles right up on it? Because I feel like some cleaning would be necessary in between uses. I'll let you know. Do you really want to use the same testicle tanner he uses, Nico? I imagine they have like disposable things. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> using gym equipment. I would imagine. Just yes. give it a good wipe down <laughs> with that rag. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have rock and roll, an auction site that sets fans up with memorabilia from your favorite movies, musicians, and sports all-stars have listed the real prop axe that was used by Jack Nicholson 
in The Shining. If you win the bid, you'll receive the chopper in a neat and clean shadow box frame with four images from the film, including its logo and a shot of Jack Torrance wandering out into the snow-filled maze with the weapon in hand. Included will be a letter from Norrank Engineering confirming the axe usage in the film, dated June 8th, 1989, as well as a certificate of authenticity from Gotta Have Rock and Roll. To view other items on the auction listing, like Heath Ledger's bloodied shirt from The Patriot or a real-life jacket used in Titanic, you can check out Gotta Have Rock and Roll's website. So you think they're saying that the axe from Shining is going to go for somewhere between fifty and ninety thousand dollars? They're estimating up to a hundred thousand. Oh, okay, but it's not an NFT; it's an actual axe. It's the actual okay. axe. It's not an NFT. Before I bid on anything, I got to make sure. <laughs> wait, is this thing real? Here's t- your picture can of the axe. <laughs> yeah, no. Here's the web address that houses the axe. Here's your URL. Yeah. Yeah, the URL. There you go. And you're all, it's mine. People who watch Jeopardy are a very dedicated bunch. Their eye for detail is extraordinary. Noticing the slightest change to the game show's format or if one of the hosts repeats an outfit. Maya Bialik was guilty of the latter, wearing an orange knit blazer for a second time on the popular quiz series. Now she wants viewers to know that she is very aware of the discussion about it on social media, telling Drew Barrymore that her mother mentioned it to her first. Knowing that she had worn the ensemble before, Maya Bialik promised observant obsessive comment the observant observant obsessive commenting online community that she will never wear that blazer again. For now, Maya Bialik will be sharing Jeopardy hosting duties with Ken Jennings until the end of the 38th season. I'm kind of disappointed in Mayim. That she would wear the same blazer No, twice? that she would give in to the people caring about this. I would have gone, so what? Right. Where to Did they keep time? track yeah, of I how many wo- times well, people might know, Alex sure. wore the same jacket? Uh, Funny, Bialik had- actually brought that point <clears throat> up that you know Ken Jennings will wear different outfits, but they kind of look all similar. They're either gray or navy, yeah. but nobody ever mentions that. Instead, they're bringing the, up that she wore an right. orange blazer twice. No, it's a very it's a double standard, and I would have just liked to have seen her go, eh, whatever. Screw I you guys. Di- right. I'm disappointed that my Bialik changed her wardrobe, saying I promise of- that there will be uh, this will never happen again. Who cares? If you're you going to be upset Jeopardy's. about my Bialik over anything, be upset about those <laughs> Nareva commercials where she's like, I'm a neurotherapist in real life. Here's brain food you should take. Brain food. It's just vitamins, Buzz. Um, do you not take vitamins? No, he doesn't. Yes, I do. And the food I eat. Yeah. Oh, and, don't get started with Buzz on supplemental vitamin taking because he has this whole rant. It's because a, it's they're a not scam. FDA approved? It's an industry. You don't need any of those new vitamins. Your body makes Unless you have a legitimate vitamin deficiency, right. you don't need all well, these vitamins. And this Nareva is absolutely... Yeah, the bottles say it. The bottles will say, hey, consult your doctor if right. you really need to take these vitamins. Because you probably don't. The thing is a humongous scam, and that Nareva, any any of that brain food, take this pill and it's going to make your brain operate, is probably very <laughs> doubtful. Plus, could you use some brain food, though, sometimes? You forget a lot of things. I get all my you? vitamins. You get it from food, you get it from vegetables, you get it from the sun, and you can get it from a testicle tanner, I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Dick got a visit from cops after a live stream went awry. Police were called into the house the comedian has been living in after his roommate pulled out a gun while they were live on the stream. 
As per TMZ, Andy, who has been dealing with various legal issues in the last few years, has been living with YouTube personality who calls himself the Whoppy Flanker. On Saturday... All right. You know, (laughs) when you say Andy Dick has been dealing with issues, Uh what you mean is for the past 30 years, Andy Dick has had issues. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Thank you for that. Wait, what's the the guy called the YouTuber? Whoppy Flanker. On Saturday, they hosted a live stream when a third man went into over to Wappy's place. An argument reportedly broke out between Wappy and the third man. That's when Wappy angrily pulled out a gun and threateningly told the third man to leave. Get out of my effing house. I have a gun. Andy, who remained seated, was heard calmly telling his roommate, don't shoot the gun. Please Police were alerted to the incident. Don't shoot the gun. Just don't shoot, just don't the, shoot, gun. shoot the gun. Just don't shoot that guy. Police were alerted to the incident after someone who was watching the live stream made a call. Cops then visited the house for a welfare check. Police spoke with Andy and Whoppy Flanker, but Andy told cops <laughs> he was name. fine and wanted to keep staying at the house. Officers left without making any arrests. With your entertainment um, news, I'm imagine a, a police wellness check where they were just worried about Andy Dick's safety no, no. and nobody else. Well, imagine I mean, a police welfare check where they go there and Andy Dick is the reasonable the sa- party. The <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're going to talk to Mr. Dick for a minute because whoppy flapper, Flanker. you're not making any sense. <laughs> we need to talk to a level-headed adult. Mr. Dick, are you ready to make your statement? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. First things first, did we get uh, caller 10 for the wrestling tickets? We did. Santiago was our caller number 10 and winner. Congratulations, Santiago. Um, WWE pre-sale. The WWE SmackDown superstars are coming to the Pan Am Center June 11th. Women's champion Charlotte Flair, tag team champions the Usos, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Sasha Banks, and many more. Sasha Banks. The exclusive venue pre-sale begins tomorrow, Wednesday, and ends on Thursday. I don't know if I'm supposed to be reading this part. (laughs) I don't know. It was sent to me, so I guess I'll read it. Use pre-sale code SUPERSTAR and get your tickets before the public. I don't know. Well, tickets on sale this Friday. I mean, the main thing is we'll have more tickets tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Win them before you can buy them on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Joanna, you'll definitely let me know when it's time to give out another cash code. Yes. Keyword, right? Everybody in the app chat reminds me. Okay. <laughs> Where's our code word? Yeah, they're like, did I miss it? Have you done it? Or as one person said, code words. Yeah. Are we uh, going to go ahead with our super secret invitation only 420 smoke out party uh i think i think we should i i so definitely <laughs> what we're getting really good messages in the app chat about your super secret smoke out party let us hear them uh someone says how do we know that that 420 party is not a warrant round up setup <laughs> well it's us we wouldn't take part in a warrant round are you kidding <laughs> How do we know that you, you aren't the, the narcs? narcs? Right. <laughs> that was the biggest consideration was we got to make sure that somebody's not a narc. Now they think that we're we might the be the narcs? Yes. It turned on us. I promise you we are not the narcs. 
<laughs> well, we've got a lot of people already invited uh, from our fan chat. Uh, a lot of them uh, are regulars, so they're definitely all going to be invited. Wait, are they? Like, yeah. You're just going to give it a blanket? Did, did he ask to come? He, yeah, in the app chat he did. Oh. Fan chat. But the fan chat is Facebook, right? Yeah. The place that we're going to have it is secret. Super secret. I don't you even know, know where it's we'll at yet. At some point, we'll pro- you'll probably hear us come back on and say, uh, per instructions from our company or our bosses, we're not having the super secret invitation, only 420 smokeout party. Uh-huh. We'll be lying. We're still going to do it. <laughs> so if you hear us come gonna back. That's going to be a lie. Yeah, that will be a lie, but we'll probably be forced to say it at some point. Just keep, we're still doing it. Whatever happens, right. we're doing it. So no, it sounds fun. Um, just remember, you guys gotta if you're if you're not necessarily somebody who messages or calls in all the time to the show, uh, call in, leave a message, and just convince us. Just let us know uh, your name, how how we can contact you, and why you're not a narc. Uh, the plan is that 30 minutes before the start of the super secret invitation only 420 smokeout party, you'll get a text telling you what part of the El Paso area is start heading. In. Up the mountain, right. near the mountain. If you hit the McDonald's, you've gone too far. If you hit the Burger King, keep going. Fifteen minutes will give you more specific directions. You hit the Whataburger, order a number four, four. and then come back. Oh, it turns out Whataburger is where we're doing it. <laughs> um, the actual uh, location is top secret. double secret, Super secret. guys. Locked down. Buzz doesn't. Secret. Buzz honestly doesn't know. I'm the only one who knows right now. And I and. Please don't say anything. Don't give any clues. Because <laughs> we only want the cool invitees. I feel like we should invite this one. El Jardinero says, Me and my girlfriend would like to attend the secret 420 party. We will bring chile con queso and chips and peep mm. ice cream. I'm not a narc. I'm a Mexican landscaper. That's I've never had it. a Mexican landscaper lied to me about being an arc before. So. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that that's sounds... how you do it. That, that guy definitely gets an invite. Yeah, he's bringing chile con queso. Mm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Once again, I believe you'll probably hear us come on and say, oh, it got shot down. We're not going to be able to do it. That's it's a not, lie. Don't listen to that part. <laughs> We're still going to do it. They can't tell us what to do with our lives outside of the radio station. (laughs) (laughs) We do whatever we want to. Oh, my God. This guy got really good details. Nico, you got a couple of clips you want to share with us? I do. Hold on. My computer just froze. That'll happen from time to time. Is it going to be weed catered? Somebody wants. Somebody to know. is asking if we're like providing weed, all will of that. Weed be provided? Is it bring your own weed? Is there a cover charge? I think it's BYOW. Bring your own. Bring it your it own will be weed. BYOW, but there might be you know some party favors as well. What we need to know this is, is totally will there not be food. A, this is yes. I'll you bring food. Have I don't think I can get weed. in trouble for bringing food. You can't have like a weed thing. People are going to get the munchies. Right. Yeah, just right. buy a bunch of bugles and funyuns. Which I bugles another one more vote for El Jardinero. He's bringing chile con queso. Oh no, he El Jardinero is coming. Oh, hey. should we make it a potluck? Like everybody's everybody bring a potluck. A yeah, a potluck. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. I thought that's what I thought you knew. I love it. It's a potluck, pot Joanna. Luck. Joanna's already confirmed. 
Yeah. I am. I'm giving her a red. I'll no, bring, I guess Mariana's giving her a red. I'll get uh, some snacks to bring, too. Like Doritos. Doritos yeah. are delicious. Yeah. Like, everybody brings some snacks. Uh, what else do you do on that day? How else do you celebrate? Uh, that's it. Uh, snacks and yeah. hanging out. <laughs> I've got a couple of neckline calls. I can go to that if you're not ready. No, I got it. Okay. <laughs> what are we hearing? Uh, we are hearing uh, people cheering as they hear a mask mandate on planes is lifted. Ah. Can, can I set this up a little bit? Absolutely. A judge ruled yesterday that struck down the Biden administration's mask mandate for mass transit. So that applies notably to the airlines, but also to Amtrak. I think Uber, Uber came out and said, we're not going to require our passengers or our drivers right. to wear a mask anymore. So this is the audio after a, a pilot got on to announce. Several, several different pilots oh, telling d- right. different airlines. You realize by going, woo, they're just spraying out more germs than they do have coronavirus. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. All right, what else do you have? Uh, did you, did you uh, read the... Um, well, you were, you you knew about Carson Carl Carl God Tucker Tucker Carlson and his I, tanning. Honestly, I thought that was clickbait. Tucker Carlson, I I saw that headline so many times, and I was just like, I'm not clicking on this. This is so silly. Tucker Carlson's telling people to tan or men to tan their testicles. So this has risen to the attention of some of the late night talkers, right? All, all of the late Everybody night talkers. Everybody had shows. something about Tucker and his tan testicles. <laughs> he, they did. <laughs> um, man, I just I, I had it queued up for Stephen Colbert and I, it exited out. Right. Dude, I hear y'all talking about the Ubers, man. And the guy saying sorry that he's not going to be on Uber no more, man, cut that out. Like, come on, for real. Go do some Uber Eats, bro. The food don't talk back, right? That's what you need to do. And, yeah, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of strategies to do this job, and you just got to find one that works for you. Obviously, going to the base ain't working, man. Uh, If it takes too long, and it takes that long, really, too, then they need to be dropped. You need to just drop them off at the gate. Here... In San Angelo at Goodfellow Air Force Base, we drop every single person off at the gate. They don't they don't get a say so and and we don't they don't want us on base either. So I mean it's all good. Later. <laughs> okay, so that Stoner guy. Uh Stoner guy was specifically re- referring to a call we had from Nice Tony. Nice Tony's an Uber driver and was telling us that he's had problems taking guys back to Fort Bliss, the military guys base in town. But with, with, Men and women. Of course. I meant sol- yeah. Yeah, uh, soldiers to, to the base. So uh, he he said that he's having such a problem with the pass system that they have and the wait times that he's just not even going to take uh, well, Part of Nice Tony's issue was if you've got a passenger, they send you to get a pass to get onto base, but you've got to have the passenger willing to stick around with you. Mm-hmm through that process. Now, as far as dropping somebody off at the gate, that's not really an Uber. I mean, an Uber is supposed to pick you up. Mm, you realize how big the base is? Somebody could have like a four-mile walk from yeah, the gate. But they probably have a, a, a internal 
transportation system that would get you there. You would think, right? But if people are taking Uber, they're doing it for convenience. I don't know. Does Fort I, Bliss, maybe somebody could tell me, does Fort, if they had like golf carts that could run soldiers back and forth to where they need to go. But I'll tell you this. I know a lot be, of colleges know, that the people who uh, go there and have dorms, uh, they don't always get dropped off right at their dorm. They have to just get off dropped off right at the, the, uh, the entrance to the college and then they have to walk there, walk back. I feel bad for the service members. You know, because they want to use Uber and Uber Eats for the same kind of convenience that everybody else does. And if it's difficult for them to do it, or if Uber drivers are like, I'm not going to put up with this hassle, that's going to mean that, you know, it's... I, and and does the Army care? Or do they just like, hey, it's care. not our responsibility. Yeah. We're not here to support yeah. our soldiers <laughs> getting the Uber delivery or Uber pickups Uber or whatever. Eats. Here's another call, and then we've got our cash code keyword for this hour, less than a minute away, guys. All right, Nico, Nico, let me uh, kind of walk you through the basics of rock. So- <laughs> Yesterday, when I was trying to tell you who originally sang American Woman. American Woman! And I couldn't get you to understand that it, the guess who sang American No, you Woman. wanted me to guess who. No. And I kept trying to guess who. <laughs> So this caller is helpfully going to walk you through the the essential well, albums I've you need to listen to. Well, I've always asked you to do this for me, but you you're like I don't know, I I, I don't know. You just need, you need to learn something. On four twenty, I want you to really enjoy that day, and I want you to start off with Led Zeppelin four, and let's graduate it the whole album. Did you, did you get that Led Zeppelin four? Yeah. Also known as Zoso. Zoso. Yeah. How is it? So-so? No, it's great. It's, you know, maybe their best album. And then we'll graduate to Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. And then we're going to go to Nirvana Unplugged. Then you want to do a little shine down. Oh. Just pick a song. They're all good. And then Highly Suspect, When My Name is Human, Our Little One. Wait, wait, wait. And- stop. Uh, okay, now, she said Highly Suspect. Was yeah, that the, That's a band? Yep. Okay. They're very good. I like her taste. She's going with Shine Down. That is a great contemporary band to represent ongoing but contemporary newer rock. Although I bet Shine Down is going on twenty years now. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Shine Down hasn't been a band. Are they classic like rock to, now? Yeah, maybe. Um, then we're gonna go to the Who H U, Hoovy Hooey Who. And okay, then- pause that. The Who, but H U. Yeah, that's the Mongolian, okay, the Mongolian rock, band rock. Okay. that was in here. And as far as I know, it's the only live studio radio performance of using their traditional Mongolian instruments that they did right here in this very studio. Did they do Tuvan throat singing as well? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's some, there's some throat singing going on. Oh, that's awesome. And let's graduate to Royal Blood. I figured it out. Now, you're going to be feeling really good. It is 420. Now, let's um, graduate to a Metallica song, um, Monster in My Bed. That's a good one. By then, it's going to be a little bit late, and then I want you to do ACDC Back in Black, and you'll be air guitaring it. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about the whole albums? I think or she's it? talking about the whole albums. Or did she give songs right now? It's, Was she giving any? Because I can't tell the difference between some of the songs. And well, the, Back in Black is a great album to listen to all the way through. If it's around eight or nine and having the best time of your life and you and your dogs can talk and, together and associate, but that's your introduction to rock. 
Hope you got this. Uh, I'll be listening from Costa Rica. Ciao. Aw, thank you very much. I oh, appreciate nice. that. That was nice. And I'm probably going to take her advice. I, uh, give me classic examples of good rock, contemporary examples of good rock. Uh, those are all the things I wish you had done for me like the first week I got here. <laughs> I haven't stood in your way. No, any of this you, you, but you take a very hands-off approach. I, I'm like, I'm thirsty for knowledge know and begin. learning. He's thirsting I, for knowledge, yeah. Buzz. And I just, teach me, teach me your ways. And you're like, do you just want to come over and watch some YouTube? You know what I would say? <laughs> I might, I might even tell you to listen to certain soundtracks. So, like the Forrest Gump soundtrack will take you through the '50s and '60s. Tarantino, some of his soundtracks will give you a real broad Don't view. give me, but that gives me nothing. Because when you ask me on the radio, so what's this song? I'll be, oh, that's the one from Forrest Gump. Like, give me rock yeah, but albums. they're really good soundtracks okay. that album. will probably entice you to check out yeah, more from that band. Beatles White Album. Okay, that's good. Rolling Stones. Um, I would just almost say like Rolling Stones Hot Rocks 1 and 2. Just like the best of the Rolling Stones that they put out in the seventies. Uh, is that a compilation album? Yeah, okay. it's like a greatest hits album. Okay. Um, but see, she even said Led Zeppelin Shine Down. She gave me Shine Down, which is a great contemporary band. How much time are you going to devote to this? Uh, I'll take all. What she gave me like six or seven albums. At I should probably Super Secret Four Twenty Party will play nothing but rock for me. Oh yeah, that's the playlist. She just picked the playlist for our party. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really good. I'm going to need to mix it up, though. It can't just be all classic rock. Okay, what, what would you pin it? Uh, some soul. Add? A little bit of soul. Some swing. Hey, but you go. Mm, no. Some swing. No. Big band. For your benefit, Easy I'll, listening. I'll, I'll leave it. You know, there's a lot of rock. Like, a lot of people don't consider the Eagles rock, but I think you got to listen to Hotel California. You got to listen to... And I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, Dark Side of the Moon. And then I come up with like a more... I think you should listen to Division Bell instead. Like I come up with a more obscure... Now, Dark Side of the Moon is is a great one. Uh, I love laser light shows. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, I've got a uh, true crime report that we're going to get into in just a moment. True crime on the way. We'll have more tickets Win them before you can buy them for the WWE. That show at the Pan Am Center is going to be June 11th. Tickets go on sale to the general public this Friday. So every morning this week, we'll be winning before you can buy them tickets. We already gave away some for today. We'll have more tomorrow. I love Sergio making fun of the keywords. He's like, the next one's going to be Sally sells seashells by, by the, the seashore. seashore right. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we ran out of individual words and started having to double up or anything. <laughs> um, also, how weird was it that we all went to the restroom at the same time? <laughs> that was fun. Although, you guys like ducked out way faster than I did, and it now concerns me if you washed your hands. Yeah, absolutely. Guys use the I restroom. I did. I didn't guys, wash your bath. Guys use in. the restroom quicker than chicks across the board. Okay. Why do you think the line is so long at a women's bathroom at a concert? That I hate it. Yeah. That's a good point. But it was, yeah, it was coincidental that we all were like, I gotta go to 
What did you say? What did you call us during the PP? PP partners. <laughs> and Buzz is like, why do you have to be so gross? I know that one guy in that office looked at us weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that guy is. He might be corporate. And you're talking about PP and you want me to take you to a strip club and it's just not a good look. Joanna. He left. He thought it was funny. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. The El Paso Times is, has an article today uh, that was originally in the Austin State American Statesman. Will Governor Abbott pay the price for border delays? So we know that last week Governor Abbott was going to have secondary searches done by the Highway Patrol after trucks had been already searched, searched you know, randomly. And they were saying that they were searching almost every truck. The average search time took 45 minutes. It's really crippled. Uh, you know, or caused even more delays and problems with the supply chain. Three hundred million dollars worth of spoiled products. It caused three hundred million dollars worth of damage, essentially. So, you know, I guess if you're like, yeah, Governor Abbott showed him, and he forced the governor of Chihuahua to promise that to pinky swear that they're going to do more. Man, the governor of Chihuahua was only saying that because that's what Greg Abbott wanted. Right? Do you think he'll the, say whatever? Do you think so? He got the. It was a dual press conference late last week of Abbott and the governor of Chihuahua, and he's like, "We we got them to agree that they're going to crack down." It's like, sure, buddy. The governor just, of Chihuahua has assured me they will do everything possible. Right. Even Greg Abbott doesn't believe that's true. He's just able to point to that and say to people, look what I did. I brought him to the bargaining table. Because they didn't give any specifics no. about how the Chihuahua no. governor was going to... No, there were no specifics. <laughs> it was just like, he promised. And the Chihuahua governor's like, But if, sure, you, if you think this says. was... You know, it's worse than a cheap political stunt. It's a political stunt that, costs that actually cost a lot of money and aggravation and headaches. You know what, though? People, and it was all for nothing. People like my grandpa, who's a, a supporter of Gregory Abbott's, was like, no, I loved it. I, <laughs> it showed the libs. Yeah, it trolled the libs. It yeah. got people in a tizzy. Yeah. But he doesn't care that it cost, like, almost half a billion dollars. No, he doesn't. How about this? In all of the secondary searches, no drugs or illegal migrants were detected <sighs> in any of the searches. Really? Abbott announced on April 6th his intention to order state troopers to inspect all commercial vehicle traffic. Think about that. All commercial vehicle traffic that had already gone past the federal checkpoint. On April 6th, Abbott announced that he was These are trucks it. carrying your food, your vegetables, your fruits. Uh, at the time, Abbott made no mention of exerting pressure on Mexican officials. Instead, he emphasized the goal to capture migrants and find drugs that were coming across. But Steve McCraw, director of Texas Department of Public Safety, said that no human trafficking or drug smuggling was detected during any of the thousands of inspections that took place. The inspections were limited to a review of potential violations of state and federal safety laws, uh, but they didn't turn up any drugs or illegal immigrants. So the whole, I mean, the whole thing sounds like to call it a cheap, meaningless political st stunt is giving it way too, too much, much credit. credit for what it actually was. Because it caused damage and I guess it didn't even do any of the it things didn't it didn't do anything. Do. I don't think anybody's so gullible to believe that the Chihuahua governor's 
actually going to do anything. Hey, do you agree, like, if the Mexican authorities on their side wanted to crack down on this, they could. Oh, yeah. But there's no motivation. The only motivation for them was... Abbott wants you to say this. Yeah, but do we actually have to follow through? No. no. The governor just wants you to say it so he so, can tell his base, look what I made him say. The Chihuahua governor would have said anything to get traffic moving again. Right, because of the crippling damage to both countries' economies that was being caused by this. All right, you ready for true crime? Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. On Tuesday, a man in Florida was sentenced to two years in federal prison for stealing 63 golf carts across seven different states. The golf carts that were stolen estimated total value $283,000. Yeah, damn. Who knew? 43-year-old Nathan Nelson was sentenced to two years in federal prison. At least 63 golf carts in at least seven states. Golf carts are expensive. Yeah, what are they, like five or six grand probably? Uh, That seems to be the average. The cheapest one I hear see is 500. Yeah, that's probably used. Like a new golf cart? It's from Amazon. (laughs) According to investigators, Mr. Nelson, the golf cart thief, would steal carts from rural Midwestern golf courses, usually at night and usually in pairs. He'd use a universal key. I don't know if you know this, but most golf carts don't have their own unique key. (laughs) Any key will work on any golf cart, pretty much. Definitely at the same golf course. So he would use this universal key. He would drive them off the property to a getaway vehicle authorities say he probably used a moving truck or a tow truck. He would then sell the, sell the stolen golf carts on Craigslist and Facebook marketplace under the alias Mason Weber. So if you bought a golf cart from somebody named Mason Weber, you bought a stolen golf you cart. You got something that's hot. The average value of the cart that he stole was more than $5,000, but he would sell them at a cost of 2500 So people were getting a 50% discount on hot golf carts. The operation dates back to at least 2017. He continued until he was arrested in June of 2020. The FBI was involved because of the interstate nature of the stolen property. And you know why he probably went to these rural ones? Why? Less likely they'd have any security. <laughs> yeah. Like these old, these country nine-hole golf courses, they got a cart barn, but there's a good chance there's no locks on the gate. Mm-hmm. But there is a better chance that the that the owner or the golf pro lives in a trailer adjacent to the property. I've noticed that before. Like a lot of times, the more rural you go with a golf course, the higher probability that there's a groundskeeper who has a a house there on the property. In Oklahoma, a man was caught trying to steal an Audi at a car dealership claiming he was a U.S. Marshal. A man in Tulsa, Oklahoma named Randy Cantwell walked into a dealership recently and spotted an Audi. He told the salesman he wanted to take it for a drive. How, How often do you think that happens? in the country that somebody's like i want to take it for a demo drive and then they just they usually make the salesperson go go with with them yeah 
Uh, the salesman told Mr. Cantwell that the car wasn't ready to be driven, and that's when Mr. Cantwell spun this tale about him being a federal marshal operating on direct orders from former President Trump. All right, then. First, he accused the dealership of stealing the car. Then he swiped the keys and attempted to drive the car off the lot. He was blocked by employees of the dealership, so Mr. Cantwell went to plan B. That's when he claimed he was actually a U.S. marshal, and he's been one ever since President Trump enacted martial law. So it sounds like he went, either he believes QAnon stuff or he's claiming that he believes QAnon stuff. He didn't explain why a federal marshal would be entitled to a free Audi. <laughs> oh Dealership called the police and Mr. Cantwell was arrested and jailed. <laughs> a man in Kentucky was awarded $450,000 because he told his boss he didn't want a birthday party, and the boss threw him a birthday party anyway. Aww. Do you follow that? Okay. Yeah. And the original case stems from 2019. A man named Kevin Burling asked his employer, Gravity Diagnostics, not to celebrate his birthday because he said he had an anxiety disorder and it would trigger a panic attack if they threw him a birthday party. The company went ahead and threw a party for him over lunchtime anyway. Mr. Burling got very upset and claims he did have a panic attack. So he went to have his lunch in his car. Higher-ups in the company confronted him about his reaction, which caused him to have another panic attack and a few days later, they fired him. What? You don't like birthdays, huh? What? What's wrong with you? Why are you oh, in your car, huh? Oh my What's wrong God. with you? Are you eating? Can you imagine somebody working for somebody who's like, nope, it's our policy. We throw, we inf infantilize our employees, whether they like it or not, by throwing <laughs> them a birthday party. There's going to be cakes. There's going to be punch. There's going to be pointy hats. And you will like it. And you won't grow out to your car, mister. So the suit came from him being fired. Uh, Kevin Burling sued the company, and a jury just awarded him $450,000. That breaks down to $150,000 for lost pay and $300,000 for emotional distress. The jury decided that Mr. Burling suffered an adverse employment action because of his anxiety disability. So they're saying the firing is what the company's getting punished for. Yeah. The company stands by the firing, though. They claim that Burling had become unstable. They were worried that he would get violent, and firing him was their way of protecting the other employees. Isn't that a weird, yeah, where you bizarre trigger story? an employee, right. and then you fire him because the employee he tells you, if you throw a birthday party for me, it's going to trigger my anxiety issue. You go ahead with the birthday party, it triggers his anxiety. He doesn't do anything except go out to his car, and then you fire him because you're afraid of what he might do. Does that kind of sum up what's going on here? Yeah, and it actually reminds me of something that happened this weekend. I, we went out for my mom and my uh, grandpa's birthday, and my mom is like that. She gets very panicky if the, the waiters come to sing happy birthday. Happy, happy no, birthday, happy it. birthday to you. Nobody likes this. Why do we do this, do? <laughs> Everybody hates that. Well, my mom, like, she gets an anxiety attack over it, and the guy did it anyways. <laughs> but she was begging, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, but who put the guy up to it? Uh, nobody. 
Uh, How did they know it was her birthday? At that point, did, my, dad, to... my dad had been like, oh, something, something, birthday. And the guy heard it. Oh, it's a birthday. Oh, so your dad threw your mom under exactly. the bus. Exactly. But my, but my mom said, just please don't do the birthday thing. Just if you have cake or anything, we'll have cake. And he's like, okay, here's the cake. Oh, so you so were he, trying to get the free cake. No, no, no. We were just, without the birthday thing. Well, not the... We would have paid for the cake either way. We would have way. paid for the cake. Sure, but she just didn't want a big to-do about it. And the guy brought the cake. But the words birth and day were mentioned together. Yes. To the I server. think my dad was trying to embarrass my mom. Well, then. But then he came back and my mom was like, thank you for not singing. And she brought the cake. Happy, yep. happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. And that's what he did. And did your mom freak out? She was very red and did not like it. <laughs> and she had this like weird fake smile on. Like, uh, like I'm going to get you guys later. Uh, thanks, Ed. Your dad. <laughs> oh, poor Ed. <laughs> I can only imagine. I got a couple more stories. Do you want to take a break so we're not completely out of time and I'll, I'll do the last two stories in the true crime report? I think that sounds like a good idea, right, Joanna? Yes. Are you just approving people for the super secret invitation only 420 smokeout party that we're having? Am yeah, I? Who's approving here? Yeah, who's approving this? Oh my God. Well, if they only message us and don't like call in, then. Not approved? You were just saying, well, How do I we invited everybody. You said you invited everybody from the Facebook I think fan they deserve chat. it, yeah. Okay, but how do we approve people like in the app chat? In the app chat, how, like, I don't know. We, me and Buzz. Really, we're half-baked on this whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I've got a few more true crime stories that I want to get through. All right. uh, This is not a Florida man story, but we can turn it kind of into a quiz. A fugitive escaped from police is still on the run, and he stole a certain model of automobile that since he was on the run from the police okay. is very fitting. That the, the automobile that he stole is fitting to fleeing the police. Okay. It says a fugitive who escaped from police in Ohio stole a kind of car. Uh, officials say they received a report of a suspicion suspicious person. The man entered the break room, changed his clothes, and stole the vehicle. Uh, he has yet to be caught, so somebody making a getaway or fleeing the police and pulling off something like this, what would be a fitting model of vehicle for them? Uh, what about like a Nissan Rogue? Because he went rogue? Because he went rogue. Oh, that's funny. No. What about a Chevy Bolt? Because <laughs> he bolted from yeah. the scene? No, good guess. Incorrect. Mm, all right. What about a Jeep Renegade? Oh, because he's renegade from justice. Mm-hmm. Not, not correct. El Camino. What? El Camino. Did like you? an El Camino? Yeah. Just walked out. Nope. Rolls Royce ghost. Because <laughs> he ghosted the cops. That's right. Joanna, do you have any guesses? Um, maybe a Dodge Challenger because he was challenging uh-huh. the police. He's challenging authority. That's a good one. And uh-huh. dodging them. And <laughs> dodging right? any kind of dodge, I guess. As coincidence would have, do you have any more guesses? No. Ford Maverick. <laughs> the Fiat Conspiracy. Damn. <laughs> is that a real car? That's not a real car, is it? It is, actually. 
As coincidence would have it, the fugitive who escaped from police last week stole a Ford Escape. (laughs) 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 And he escaped because police are still searching for the man. Meanwhile, Ford is introducing their new car. (laughs) (laughs) There's a local story, and they've got a video of a woman trying to steal a cash register from a Dollar Tree store in south-central El Paso. Punches flew during the robbery at the Dollar Tree store on Alameda. An identified woman was looking at items near the checkout counter before attempting to open a cash register. The woman then grabbed the register and tried to run out of the store with it. Do those things come loose? I would have figured they were bolted right. to the counter, and right? And if they aren't, they're not light. A female store employee was punched while attempting to stop the thief as another person grabbed her by her shirt. The thief fled without the cash register. But how much money does she think is at a dollar tree? Dollar tree. And really, you got to give a shout out to the employee for standing up for taking a punch over whatever's in the cash register at the Dollar Tree. We have lots of dollars in change. We're uh, quickly running out of time. A drug suspect was busted because he flashed a laser pointer at a police helicopter. This happened in the UK. A man was messing around with a laser pointer and started pointing it at a helicopter. Turns out it was a police helicopter that was looking for a missing person. You know, it's a big no-no to point a laser pointer at any aircraft, but probably especially a police aircraft. Uh, The crew noticed the light beam. They said they were distracted enough that they flagged the home that it was coming from Officers went to investigate, and the man that they talked to admitted to flashing the laser pointer. He claimed he didn't know it was a crime or dangerous, but the police did notice something, drug paraphernalia in the home. They returned later with a warrant, discovered cannabis, cocaine, and MDMA, which I believe is called Molly on the party scene, right? (laughs) It's what the kids love to do Molly. Uh, there were also scales. Uh, anyway, they figured out that the guy was probably a drug dealer. Uh, the man recently pleaded guilty to drug trafficking, drug possession charges. Can you can you imagine though? You draw the attention of the police by messing with the laser pointer, and the result is they find <laughs> that you're a you're a drug you're a drug trafficker. Ridiculous. All right, well, that's it for uh, today's True Crime Report. It's also uh, time to wrap up the show for today, but don't worry. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll have more winning before you can buy them tickets for the WWE. And don't forget, in just a few minutes, we're going to have another cash code keyword. Woo! Make it a great Tuesday. Two for Tuesday getting underway, too. So listen for those double shots throughout the day, and we'll have an after buzz, and the Buzz Adam Show on demand will be up soon, and then we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. So long.